Voice of St. Louis original podcast. This is the STL All Local Podcast from KMOX. I'm Michael Calhoun with your late-breaking news for this Tuesday. Our top local story on this Tuesday, February 28th, a point-blank range execution-style shooting in broad daylight Monday morning downtown. St. Louis police make an arrest and are seeking charges. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. This is Kevin Killeen with reaction from people who work in the area of that downtown shooting, reacting to the video posted on social media that shows the gunman calmly loading his pistol while he stands beside another man who's sitting on the curb on North Tucker in front of the old Globe Democrat building. Then then, after looking around, he kills him. It seems to be escalating more and more in the last six months. A lot more fights. Others who work in the area say they would like to see more police downtown. Police did arrest the suspect, a 23-year-old man. Monday afternoon, they caught him in the main library downtown, and they got a gun and shell casing as evidence. The St. Louis Circuit Attorney has filed charges against 23-year-old Deshaun Thomas. He's charged with first-degree murder and armed criminal action. Kim Gardner supporters stand by their embattled circuit attorney holding a rally on the courthouse steps downtown. Jay Ozier is president of the Coalition of Black Trade Unions in St. Louis. And she is the best circuit attorney that this city has had in its 200-year history. Several speakers say Gardner is being persecuted for her efforts to protect the rights of African Americans and to curb police misconduct. More St. Louis Democrats, though, are calling on Gardner to resign. Downtown Alderman Jack Coder told KMOX's Dave Glover show Gardner is accomplishing the opposite of what she promised as a progressive criminal justice reformer. She's so incompetent and has so few prosecutors that if you're sitting locked up pre-trial, you know, for very serious cases, they can't get their day in court because she doesn't have anybody to try the cases. Coder noted how St. Louis County's prosecutor Wesley Bell is also a progressive but is doing a good job managing his office. A resolution calling for the resignation of Gardner tied at 3-3 to along party lines in the St. Louis County Council today. Democrat Lisa Clancy criticized the Republican-sponsored resolution. I think it tries to boil something complex into something simple, and I think it misses the forest for the trees. And, you know, I... It does feel like piling on at this point. It feels like a cheap shot. Today's resolution was defeated, failing to get a majority. During the pandemic, people driving empty roads began speeding, and Corporal Logan Bolton with the Missouri Highway Patrol says that did not stop once traffic returned to normal. We saw people start speeding. It became our number one uh, contributing circumstance to our crashes and our fatal crashes. He says it also exacerbates road rage. Somebody speeding or whatever, making those lane changes, it's it's going gonna, it's gonna to make somebody else angry, which leads to more aggressive driving. So if you can keep yourself calm, if you're in that situation, um, you're, you'll be better off. A grassroots fundraising effort to support the family of the Tennessee teen critically injured in St. Louis continues to grow. The Pray for Janae GoFundMe account has now surpassed $637,000 in donations. Students and staff of CVPA High School in St. Louis traveled to the state capitol this morning to lobby for gun control. Representative Peter Meredith introduced them at a house session but chose to forego a moment of silence for the student and teacher killed in October's campus shooting. The five heard anything so far from these kids, it's that they don't want more thoughts and prayers. They want action. They don't want silence. 
They want to be heard. The CVPA contingent in Jefferson City calling for passage of a red flag bill to take guns away from those with mental health issues. An eight-month-old O'Fallon, Missouri girl died with fentanyl and methamphetamine in her system. Police found a fentanyl capsule inside the baby's portable crib. Another capsule on the floor with suspected baby teeth marks also in the house exposed needles and white powder mixed with baby formula on the floor. Parents Jordan M. Denson and Valerie M. Shelley face several charges. The Post-Dispatch reports at least six toddlers have died of a fentanyl overdose in the past year. The American Civil Liberties Union does not want a ban on TikTok in the U.S. KMOX virtual consumer editor Megan Lynch tells us why. In a letter to the House Foreign Affairs Committee, the ACLU contends banning the popular video sharing app would violate First Amendment rights. In response to a House resolution, the organization says Americans should be able to exchange thoughts, ideas, and opinions with people around the country and the world. Similar legislation has been filed in the U.S. Senate by Missouri's Josh Hawley, partly over concerns about data on U.S. citizens falling into the hands of Chinese officials. As the news continues, we're learning about a violent attack of an elderly customer outside the Straubs on Kings Highway in the Central West End. This was last Thursday. A 69-year-old woman walking into the grocery store was viciously attacked. The surveillance video, I'm told, is unsettling to watch. Two store employees also attacked. Jim White of the Central West End Neighborhood Security Initiative joins us. Tell us what you know about what happened. Yes, was left her car was going in. At some point, uh, there was uh, an encounter with a gentleman that was standing outside the store, and uh, he became extremely upset with her uh, and began physically assaulting her. And uh, from what I understand, according to the manager, uh, choked her and pushed her to the ground and was stomping on her as well. Store employees and uh, shoppers came to the woman's aid and he was chased into the store, and I saw this uh, from the video that was uh, given to us by Straubs that uh, they were trying to get him out of the store, and you know several displays were knocked over. And uh, during all of this, I assume police were contacted and responded because once he got outside, he was eventually taken into custody uh, by police after, uh, from what I understand, a rather fierce uh, resisting uh, during his arrest. And I understand from employees who've seen this video that it's it's almost traumatic to watch. It's very emotional to watch. It is. Uh, it's just completely, the, the behavior is just completely shocking. I mean, to see um, one would assume uh, that this person was not in their right frame of mind, either mental health issues or under the influence of drugs, uh, just by the, the way he was acting and the the sheer physical um, violent response that he had to others trying to intervene and keep him away from that woman. So I can imagine it's very traumatic uh, for the store employees. And this is a situation we sometimes hear, you know, if you're not, if you're not involved in any kind of illegal activity, your chances of, of becoming a victim like this are low. But this is a woman who simply saw somebody trying to get into her car and, and inquired, what are you doing? Right. Uh, that is generally the case uh, when we see victims of, of, of violent crime. Um, we also, you know, Michael, we also have a, a large number of people who are um, either suffer from severe mental health issues that go untreated or are, you know, have substance abuse problems or both. And that's a tremendous challenge, uh, trying to identify those that need help and then get them, getting them to uh, receive help. In this case, 
uh, I spoke to the suspect who's uh, he's now a defendant. He's been charged in the, by the circuit attorney's office. Um, his name is John White, and I spoke to his uh, probation or parole officer. He is on parole for murder, and uh, he's been out for several months. And, um, you know, his behavior just got more and more erratic. Um, and, and this is what happens when we have uh, instances where, um, again, either substance abuse problems or mental health problems are untreated and unchecked. Uh, they tend to lash out at society. And this poor woman um, was going on about her day, uh, became the victim of that. It's tragic. Are there officers or how many officers are usually on patrol in the Central West End just in general with with the intent of, you know, coming across somebody who's, uh, you know, trying door handles or something like that? Uh, From the police department, um, we know, I know that the the Central West End neighborhood is divided up into two patrol beats. So that would be one, one or two officers per beat area. So, um, I, I know that staffing is an issue, so I don't know if those are two-man cars or, or two-officer cars or one-officer cars, but I, most of them are one-officers from what we see riding around. So uh, to answer your question, at any given time, there would be two on-duty police officers working, patrolling the Central West End. Now, uh, that doesn't take into account the supplemental patrols that the taxing districts we represent uh, fund and um they're also available and subject to responding to emergencies such as this. How many of those do you supplemental add on? It's hard to say on a day-to-day basis. Um, we spread those shifts out, you know, throughout the day, throughout the week. So, uh, but there are times where during the day we can have one or two officers working uh, in the central West end. And then sometimes at night, it's usually a few more. So three to four on um as we get closer to the weekend and stuff what's been the response from straubs is this the first time that uh, a business like straubs uh deals with the public has a parking lot uh the first time that something like this has happened in a while or is this uh something that's become a trend and what has straubs had to say about um their response to this yeah um this you know the straubs store um has been uh, a victim of smash and grab incidents such as many other uh, stores in the in the St. Louis region, um, they've had their windows smashed and merchandise taken. Uh, I would say this is very unusual for Straubs. That's Jim White of the Central West End Neighborhood Security Initiative, a uh, neighborhood group uh, that hires off-duty police officers to supplement police patrols, as you just heard there with the latest on the assault of a 69-year-old woman outside of Straubs last week. Thank you for listening. I'm Michael Calhoun. Subscribe to STL All Local on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll have another update for you in the morning.